you don't have to be weird about it. <laughs> I, I was being weird about it. You're right. That's, <laughs> that's definitely how we should start the podcast. Is it's a ginger ale? You don't have to be weird about it. And yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Indeed. This is uh, keeping it fifty one fifty episode forty two magically because we somehow left a gap between the end of the brackets and the next one that this just the, the numbering remains contiguous so i'm <laughs> delighted wow. about that is that is that true yeah it, it just worked out that way man it's like we planned this which of course we did I sure guess. <laughs> yeah why not so how was your 2020 paul how, how, was... how did it go <laughs> oh man uh i've had better years <laughs> yeah this, this one's this one's been rough yeah, this is this isn't this hasn't been the best, but I think I think it's important to note some of the good, at least content or things that were out there in the world, right? Because like it's easy to focus on how like everything about this year was pretty shitty, but was everything yeah. about this year pretty shitty? Probably uh, yes. Good, good point. There are there, there were definitely some some things that uh, that we consumed <laughs> during twenty twenty. They were right. So, yeah, we so. had a, we had so much time to consume stuff because of every of the hellscape that we were living in that we were able to really like trudge into the mines. Yeah, pull out <laughs> core nuggets of content. Uh, so I guess that's what we're that's what we're talking about this week, right? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it's a, it's a festive look back on, on twenty twenty. Why don't you kick us off? What's some content that you think was rad that we should that we should highlight? For the fifty-one fifty viewers slash listeners. Okay, I got I got some good books uh, this year. Uh, some audio books and some uh, actual, you know, mechanical, you know, back in the day kind of books. Books. Um, the one of the audio books is the Dave Mustaine uh, autobiography about Rust in Peace, which we talk about in great depth in about two weeks uh, from now. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> it's, it is the best. I'm. Um... I don't like I'm I'm pretty bad about uh but when it comes to books I read a lot but it's not like new releases like I don't um when you could like go to a library and look at the brand new releases or go to a bookstore um I would be like yeah but there's like a French crime book from the 70s that I haven't read I should probably read that first before these 2020 books so I've read like two books from this year and, and one of them was this uh, was the Rust in Peace colon the making of a Megadeth masterpiece, which I recommend to everyone. And as you noted, it's part of our book club. So get get on that for uh, hilarity later. Strongly recommended. Uh, I also got the the uh, Rob Halford um, audiobook uh, Confess, which is great. I'm not going to go into all the details about this stuff, but that, that's really good. It's different from the Dave Mustaine one because you're on Rob Halford's side throughout the whole thing. You like him. He's a likable guy. Uh, he, he tells his story. His story is great. He's in Judas Priest. That's fucking great. <laughs> so yeah. that's good. Um, I got uh, Lindy West uh, did a uh, audiobook of uh, it was called The Witches Are Coming, which is uh, article I think articles or essays. Uh, one sure. of which is about the um, Seattle uh, Music Exchange f- Facebook group in which there was a lot of furore a couple of years ago or about 18 months ago when someone offered, uh, I don't know what it was, let's say it was a Telecaster, uh, $500, but $400 to um, uh, POC. Uh, I was like, ooh, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> your Telecaster, your yeah. rules. But no, our oh, free speech ambassadors started weighing in on this. Like, that's not... Oh, and, no. uh, and the, the group admins 
bless them, were just like, hey, you go fuck yourselves, start your own group. They did start their own group. No one joined. <laughs> Uh, she tells it way better than that, but it's, it's a great story and it, it goes into that in a lot of detail. Um, I got a book by Robert Webb, who's in uh, Peep Show and uh, the, the Mitchell and Webb show. <laughs> you may be familiar with that. It, it did, um, I am not familiar with either of those. <laughs> it did a, it, in a novel called Come Again, which has got a bit of time travel in it. Don't want to spoil it. Uh, Olivia Coleman from The Queen or The Crown. Yeah, The Crown. Possibly the Queen as well. I don't know. Queen <laughs> Olivia Coleman reads it all, does all the voices. She's fucking great. She's she does good audiobook. Uh, sometimes people lean into an audiobook too much and do too much acting, and sometimes you can't tell the voices apart. You don't know what's going on. Uh, she's great, pitch perfect. Um, those those are the, those are the audio books. I also read uh, Devolution by Max Brooks. Um, that was his. Max Brooks did um, uh, the zombie World War Z. World War Z. Uh, which is a masterpiece. Uh, like you, you might be like, oh, another fucking zombie thing. No, this is a definitive fucking zombie thing. This is like how, um, how how The Walking Dead is or definitely was good. It's that good. Uh, sketches about what was, what happened when zombies took over the over the world and how humanity got got its, its shit back together. Um, told from a reporter putting it all together. This is a similar thing, um, but it's about Bigfoot, about Sasquatches. So sit here, <laughs> really? here in yep, sit here in the in the specific Northwest. Uh, an isolated group of people get attacked by some big feet, some big feet. Um, (laughs) And it's good. It's not as good as World War Z, but it definitely has, um, it's, it's similar, but he's not deliberately retreading uh, the same, same ground. If he was exactly retreading the same ground, it might be better, but it's, it's, I I applaud him for uh, stretching beyond what you would expect him to do and not just cashing in with like, ah, yeah, zombies, but this time it's epic. But um, it's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I, I enjoyed that a lot. The two best ones I read this year were The Blinds by Adam Sternberg, which is uh, an isolated uh, group of people again. Um, they're all criminals, or are they? And they've had their minds wiped, so they don't know what they've done. And there's a, t- a sheriff in charge of the town, and he's also had his mind wiped, and it goes from there. It's it's really good. It's a kind of good concept, and then and really well written. And the other one was The Witch Elm by Tana French, which is just, uh, neither of these books came out this year, by the way, it was like 2017, 2018. Uh, and that's just, a, a Tana French, The Witch Elm, it's just a really, really good murder mystery um, and really well written. Starts incredibly slowly, like 120 pages, and you're like, is there going to be a fucking murder in this? And then it speeds the hell up. It's great. <laughs> the pacing is mental. It's all over the place. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's what I read this year that was uh, that was standout. How about you? Um. Like I said, I, I, I've read a bunch of stuff, um, or I've read some stuff, uh, most of it not 2020-related, uh, so um, I might take a mulligan on that. And I feel weird about <laughs> recommending just random books, um, which apparently you've, you do not. Oh, I don't care. No, it's, it's <laughs> stuff I consumed in 20... This 2020 to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I might, I might move this forward a little bit. Sure. Into podcasts that I consumed uh, because I, I consumed a lot of podcasts. Um, and so couple that I want to um, couple that I want to shout out. I think uh, some of these might be a little bit depressing, but I promise <laughs> that I will end on, uh, on a high note um, for our conversations. Um, I'm going to start with one called a uh, rabbit hole. Um, it's a, it's a nonfiction podcast. I should start with saying that. It's how uh, the internet's like and YouTube's algorithms uh, serve up content to people and how they can get trapped in ideological bubbles based off of that. Mm. But it's very compelling, um, and it kind of charts people who um, maybe got radicalized and how that all happened. And 
kind of starts with some of that kind of stuff, kind of ends with QAnon. Uh, it's very compelling. Again, might be kind of heavy depending on what you're what you're looking for in a in a podcast, but it's uh, that one is super enjoyable. Um, I uh, listen to um, the Big Picture, which is like a Ringer podcast about movies, uh, and it's pretty fast. There are not only is that good content, just if you're into movies, but what's kind of fascinating about it is uh, how they've had to adjust their podcast based on the fact that like there's not theaters anymore, yeah. like right now, and how like they have to talk about movies and. How they've had to fill content, especially at a certain point, the show transitions to be about the Oscars a lot of times, <laughs> um, and that's been a real challenge for them. And so, it's two really engaging hosts and um, their ability to sort of and talk about movies, both historically and new releases. Uh, again, kind of great banter and personalities, and kind of a fascinating what will be a fascinating time capsule um, at a certain point when um, if theaters ever come back. So uh, that's good. That's an ongoing series. I think Rabbit Hole was kind of a limited series. I want to end with one that I know we'll both have stuff to say uh, about, which is the uh, Winds of Change podcast. Mm. Um, Terrific. Yeah, really, really fun. (laughs) For those who don't know, um, someone randomly told someone who told a reporter that the song Winds of Change by the Scorpions was written by the CIA for propaganda purposes. And he just decided to make a podcast about investigating it. And it sounds really dumb on paper, but it's great. It's incredibly good. It is. It's, it's, it, that's, that's, it's fun as well. It's, it's, uh, it's not threatening or <laughs> overbearing. Um, can't, can't remember how it ends, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's terribly important. It's more about the journey than the destination. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It's less of a teleportation type situation and more of a, I guess, Lord of the Rings type situation where it's, yeah, it is mostly about the journey. Um, Yeah, that's one that I started with. I just didn't think it was going to be good, but I kept hearing ads for it. And I was like, I I need to listen to something while I enter data or whatever. Like, and it ended up getting really into it, much to my uh, wife's chagrin. Oh, she she wasn't into it. She wasn't, she didn't listen to it. Uh, She wasn't into the, when I explained the concept of it, because again, it sounds incredibly dumb on paper. <laughs> she was like, that doesn't sound like a good, that doesn't sound like something that would be good at all. And I was like, I get what you're saying. It's pretty good. So I'm going to move us on to uh, television slash comedy slash shit on YouTube that was, that was any good this year. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have do you have any uh yeah what do last, you have? Uh, two days ago uh james acaster who's uh, uh one of one of their new comedians he's been doing this for 10 years but i'm i'm newly familiar with him uh is an english lad very very funny um quite unusual uh put out a stream only available for for 24 hours um actually no only available for the for the length of time that the stream takes to download <laughs> and then that's it um sure. uh, called uh, cold lasagna hate myself 1999 uh, it's about two hours of, of comedy. It's fucking great. It's it's some of the best stand up I've seen for for a, for a long time. Uh, it's kind of like okay, kids, this is this is the new level that you have to beat. This is wow, <laughs> it's right. like like a new guy coming out. Uh, strongly recommend that. Okay, that's a cool recommendation. I have, I have not heard of that dude. So that seems like a the thing that would be uh, worth checking out. Um, oh, yeah. 
on Netflix, he has four other specials. Um, they all came out at the, at the same time, uh, weirdly. Four-hour specials, all beginning with R. I think the, the, the collective name for them, I think, is Repertoire. It's great. He's, he's a really odd, good stand-up. So, worth checking out. Also, putting out four-hour specials at the same time, that is like a real, like, Black Flag 1984 SST move of, like, four albums in a year. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> oh. this, this is, like, four years of material. Reco- recorded, I think, I want to say two nights. Like, he did two shows each night. Or possibly four shows in one afternoon or something like that. Man, <laughs> he's an odd duck, this fella. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we record one podcast <laughs> at a time and that's barely come out. Like, to be like, four shows, let's go. All solid gold material. Um, Absolutely. When it comes to uh, weird internet uh, stuff, I, I want to shout out um, local comedian Derek Sheen. Mm. At one point, put together... These really awesome, uh, it was like public access, it was like public domain clips, commercials, and like music videos. And he was putting them out weekly for a while. Um, and I'm sure you could still find them. So it was Derek Sheen's Bunker Show. So, oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So um, if, you know, and they vary in length between like an hour and a half an hour. And it's just this like weird collection of, of stuff. Sometimes it's like, someone's like bands random live performances from like the early 90s like clearly captured on vhs sometimes it's music videos sometimes it's stuff and those are all really enjoyable and it was like a weird collection of stuff and uh derek sheen's a good dude and so uh he also kind of hosts it and so that's enjoyable and this is another creative thing to do i guess while you uh can't go outside or do live shows or do the things that you would normally do yeah so that would, that's something to definitely kind of check out the archive of. Uh, one thing I saw on, on YouTube, similar um, in, in, in the respect, in the sense of it's some comedians with a bunch of downtime. Uh, it's called No More Jockeys, uh, in which um, three comics play. It seems to be, they don't really explain the rules, but you, you watch a few of them and then you sort of gradually begin to understand what the rules are. Um, Tim Key, uh, Alex Horn, and Mark Watson, who are three English comedians, um, actually, I guess Mark Watson's technically Welsh. That that matters to some people, so so let's get that right. <laughs> like, um, they're playing a game, and it looks like a game that they've either made up or used to play with each other on, on tour or whatever to fill time. Um, the 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 rule the, the rules seem to be: you say the name of someone, uh, say uh, Bill Clinton, and then you and then you as- ascribe a category to them, and everybody else uh, can no longer play a person who belongs to that category. So you might say, Bill Clinton, no more politicians. And then you would say, okay, I'm going to have uh, Dave Mustaine, no no more guitar players. And it gets tighter and tighter and tighter the more categories stack up on top of each other. Right. Uh, and it's just really, fu- well, it's really funny when they do it. <laughs> it's not necessarily yeah, sure. really funny when anyone does it, but it's uh, it's three people as well. And they have their own sort of in-jokes and their own sort of like, obviously they they know each other and take the piss mm-hmm. out of each other, stuff like that. So it's very, um, it's endearing to watch. So that they, that's a, a YouTube recommendation. It's on right now. They're doing a Christmas version where they're all oh, wearing Christmas jumpers. So. As you do. Um, yeah. All right. That sounds rad. Never thing I didn't, I had not heard of. So that's cool. Getting my list together of <laughs> content to check out in the new year. We had some sort of general, general nonsense that, that just, just things that happened this year. <laughs> like, um, uh, the, 
high point in, in, in the Divine Household was uh, the garbage disposal broke. Oh no, disaster. But Laurie was able to fix it without without calling in a bunch of expensive dudes. <laughs> like, we were able to get the garbage disposal fixed using using Laurie's skills and all, basically the tools she uses for building jewelry. A lot of those seem to be very useful for actually doing uh, you know DIY stuff around the house. So uh, I, I wanted to point that out. I thought that was a good thing that happened. Um, got a cat, got a cat this year. That was, <laughs> that's been filling up a lot of my time, um, as, as she decides to destroy things around the house Yeah, and not be and affectionate. Get, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta like, uh, you gotta randomly catch them and clip nails and do all the things that cats do not want you to do. No, that would she... be much easier if you could just calmly explain what you're doing. It's like, okay. We're going to put flea stuff on you so you don't get fleas. You're definitely going to want us to do this. So just <laughs> stay still for like five seconds and we'll just, just knock this out. And that is not how it goes down. No, um, no. Try to cut her nails. She does not want to have her nails cut. <laughs> like, she's like, does this make out, any like... difference to you? No, uh, but I'm, I might be using those nails for fucking chaos later. So, you know. Let's <laughs> see. I, uh, trying to think of... We we have we we do not do home repairs really, so I have no ho- good home repair stories. We have um, I guess two things of note. Started like I'm not Marie Kondo, but I've I've started downsizing some mm. of the stuff that we've owned, which I are, think are everyone is. Are you generally is... a bit of a, a bit of a pack rat? You you generally keep everything? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad about it. I, yeah, I, me, I have me a too. collector's mentality, so like, <laughs> um... yeah, I put it that way as well. Well, it's just, you know, it's like I fucking vinyl records or DVDs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of them, and it's like some of those will remain unopened. Like, I haven't, like, like clearly not listening or watching them. Uh, so it's like uh, I scaled down some of that stuff. Clearly, everybody um, is doing that as well, because if you've tried to drop stuff off at a, a Goodwill recently, it's uh, ridiculously long wait times to do it. Yes. Everyone's stuck in their house, and they have to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's I, I cleared out the basement uh, this over, over a long a long period of months this, this year, <laughs> and, and it resulted in several trips to Goodwill, all of which took a long fucking time. So. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. I've um, also... Uh, I've... Uh, I am almost done with an EP worth of songs that will probably <laughs> come out early next year. Excellent. Hopefully um kind of uh blast beady screamo kind of stuff um and so kind of in the mixing phase gonna make some videos and stuff um cool. so i was trying to squeeze that in for 2020 did not uh didn't didn't pan out <laughs> didn't pan out for me but you know what i'm not on anyone's clock but my own for this like no one's clamoring for this <laughs> for this release but that's, that's uh, fair yeah, I, I wanted to do uh, something until well, our band can actually get back up and running. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was hoping to write a bunch of songs for our band during all this downtime. It's not really downtime though, because you're just sitting there being sad. <laughs> not really. But no, I just I I couldn't. I can't fucking. I just can't get it together. Well, for the for the for our, for our little challenge, for our little dumb um, uh, two hour challenge. I think that could be be a song for our band, but that's it. That's so what in a whole year one song, <laughs> one two yeah, and a half although, although to be fair, you've done a lot of uh, music for this podcast. <laughs> um, it's a collection. Yeah. 
the uh, soundtrack for this podcast is a collection of stuff that I did in 2017. And then if you hear anything that you haven't heard a million <laughs> times before when you go through the back catalog, that is uh, Steven working way harder than I am working to like put some <laughs> shit down on wax for uh, for us to look. Yes, yeah, so yeah. messing around with GarageBand and uh, and things like that has been has been fun. But I haven't, unlike you, I haven't managed to like. <laughs> Go, build anything longer than 20 seconds so yeah i well yeah I, to me the stumbling block has been uh writing lyrics and doing vocals because mm. i've had uh the music recorded uh since like i don't know september august <laughs> and, and i'm like all right this weekend gonna record vocals for the last one while i've mixed the rest of them <laughs> and then we'll, we'll get in there so i'm really like uh been dogging it but you know, it'll be out there. Keep an eye out for it if anyone's listening to this uh, a release at some point. Nice. Fifty-one fifties. It's that time of year again. The tree is up, the lights are on, and everyone is frantically trying to compile their top ten grindcore albums of the year. The problem is, it's been going on for ages. This is the eighth week of Christmas, and you're sick of it. The holly, the ivy, when will they both fuck off? Well, hold on there, Scrooge. There's a VR solution to the rescue. Nativadont is the one-stop shop for blocking out all aspects of this supposedly festive season. When you put the glasses on, Bells, gone. Tinsel, disappears. A manger filled with problematic representations of God's Holy Lamb? Not today. Use the code 5150 at checkout and we'll include holiday song cancelling earphones so you'll only hear simply having a wonderful Christmas time when you want to. Nativident. Christmas is over if you want it. And we're back. 2020 retrospective. Keeping it 5150. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to be more professional and set us up as if we were, like, actually in a, on a radio station, you know, where they, like, reset every once in a while, like, for people who are, <laughs> I guess, turning the dials and they're like, oh, by the way, I'm the D- this is the DJ name. You're listening to this. Like, Yeah, we should do that, that in case people tune into our <laughs> podcast partway through on Spotify. Well, I, I mean to tell you, in 2021, I'm moving this to Snapchat, and so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know excellent this is yeah. gonna randomly appear i also don't um, understand how snapchat works so. <laughs> <laughs> so, i'm 42 years old so. yeah exactly is it even still a thing does it been replaced by something that we were not we wouldn't know TikTok, i guess we wouldn't know is, is tiktok the thing now or is that is okay. that only, only the elderly use tiktok it's <laughs> probably it's probably on its way out already um Okay, so the the the, the heart of the matter. Um, we're yeah, ostensibly, I guess, kind of a music podcast, mostly in music and jokes. Um, and so we should talk about the music of twenty twenty. Yeah, because because it, it turns out there was quite a lot of music this year. Um, yeah, this isn't something we either of us really generally pay a lot of attention to. Uh, new, like we're not obsessed with listening to the the brand newest stuff and making sure that we're up to date with a bunch of bands that we've never heard of like like if your favorite band puts out a record if, if mastodon or iron maiden put out a record 
that's going to get played. But yeah. otherwise, like Paul and I are probably not going to be like hitting Invisible Room just going, okay, what, which black and hardcore band should I listen to this week? Yeah, uh, I, I although think, we yeah, should. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, this makes me think, this exercise actually makes me think that I probably should. I think I, I spend a lot of time crate digging now. It's more of like filling in gaps. Mm. Like I, I discover a lot of bands, I think, and listen to a lot of music, but a lot of it is like, what is the thing I missed? Or this this is a weird thing that happened in the 60s or the 70s, or this is a weird 90s band that I never heard of. And I like, so finding a lot of that stuff, especially as a, like, a dude who collects vinyl. Um, yeah, and I find that I'm really bad about uh, discovering new music. But what I have been inundated with this year is uh, top, top music lists of 2020. I see everybody seemed to do one. Um, also, people seem to think that 2020 ended around November 15th. That's when these lists started coming out. It was like, eh, top 10 of the year. Can we, can we end this year? Is the vaccine available? Can we start 2021? Um, a lot of people were pushing these lists out very early. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's fine. Very little stuff comes out in, in December usually. Um, and a lot of these lists had, had just some really uh, great stuff on it. I think the first one that we started picking over together came from uh, another podcast called The Riot Act. Uh, it was the best of 2020 by Stephen Hill, one of the uh, contributors on that, and we um, sort of read through that. And there's a, there's a bunch of stuff on there that that we both like. There's some stuff that we completely ignored. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, what was um, what was some of the standard? Maybe not from that list actually. Yeah, well, and another thing before we get to the actual <laughs> list and the stamps of, I I do want to bring up something that I don't remember happening as often in previous years and i don't know if it's like people needing more like content or what it is but random bands like websites <laughs> picking right. up random bands favorite albums of the year is suddenly a thing mm. and it's not like oh yeah what is carrie king what was his favorite or it's like or what is you know Sometimes it's like, oh, the guys from Converge or Mutoid Man or bands that you're like, oh, maybe, you know, we should hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It'll be bands that I've like legit never heard of. Like, like it'll be like some weird, you know, it's like Tennis Court, <laughs> their favorite bands of 2020, and it's like LPs of 2020, and I'm like, wait, who? who? <laughs> like, and then I have to like figure out who they are, and it's like, it's weird. Thank. Did you notice this? Am I alone? I, I did. No, um, because it, it started out with some some podcast doing it, and then obviously the journalists do their own, and then then we reached uh, uh, the, the body slash the uniform. Those guys, you know, those guys, and yeah. uh, and Mrs. Pierce, who is a Chelsea Wolf, and uh, someone else. I forget her name. They had an EP out this year, and we're going to hear about their favorite things from this year. <laughs> but it feels like I don't know. It's great. I mean, it's more content, and obviously, like the more obscure bands that you pick, the more obscure bands they pick. So that's kind of a, a, a fun thing. But it is—it is strange that this is now a headline of like it's not what Max Cavalera thinks. It's you know, it's yeah, it's like well, yeah, it's I, I, I felt really, I, I felt a little judged. I'm gonna be honest. Like I felt like I felt like they're like. <laughs> They're really highlighting how not with it I am, like these websites where they're like, because I was like, am I supposed to know who this random Brooklyn, <laughs> like, like metallic hardcore band is that is now like telling me what hardcore shit they liked or like random death metal guy like is, I don't know, it's a weird situation. Anyway, 
what I discovered is a lot of those bands liked a lot of the same albums that everyone else liked because it seems like there's some consensus albums that people really like. Yes. Um, let's see. There, there were some. There was some good uh, consensus stuff. Um, what stood out? I think Napalm Death showed up on a lot of people's lists as one of the best albums of the year. Um, yeah. I've, I've given. I've listened to most. Some of these records I've not heard all the way through. <laughs> I've listened to like a few tracks off them. That Napalm Death album's pretty great. Like it's. It's it's more extreme music from these guys who've been doing it for 33, 35 years, and it doesn't sound like their previous stuff. It certainly doesn't sound like Scum or anything like that, or any two-second yeah. songs. It's a, they've got more like a killing joke thing going on on this record, maybe some other things. Um, I, I like that. What did, what do you think? Yeah, of yeah, uh, same. I think, yeah, they're, they, the kind of post-punk that's coming through on it is kind of is interesting and uh that's a pretty good record i I don't know that i would it would make my like top of the year but it's pretty good i also saw that um the deftones featuring dr stephen carpenter um (laughs) he uh they made a lot of people's list with uh their new album have did you listen did you get a chance i did i listened to it a couple of days ago i wasn't crazy about it i mean i'm not a huge fan of the deftones generally but uh, it it just sort of wafted over me. It didn't really grab me. Um, the the one that, the the stand some people pick pick this link is dead as the standout track, and I'm like mm, that that one really didn't do much for me. You you said ceremony was it was the the second song? Yeah, so I the- yeah so uh, yeah my yeah my take I think is similar to yours, which is like, um, I found it kind of an engaging listen, but not it wasn't groundbreaking or it wasn't like it was right. I I didn't listen to that and be like I gotta change my opinion on fucking the deftones <laughs> there is like there's like some nice keyboard work and the way the vocals and the keyboard work works together gives it kind of a new wrinkle and feels i don't know felt mm. kind of 80s ish to me in a way um so yeah i like i like the the ceremony that kind of is one of the tracks that really leans into that i think even the guitar is like a little cleaner for like a bunch of that before it gets into sort of eight string new metal riffs um <laughs> It's a fine album. I wouldn't like. I saw some people put that as like the top album of the year, which seemed not to my taste. But you know, it's all subjective, right? Yeah. <laughs> finally, finally, we admit that it's subjective <laughs> after all. After all those brackets. Yeah. Um, um, uh, so I don't actually have a, a, a sort of a ranking of any of this stuff. I just sort of kind of listened to some of these records and found some of yeah. them really good and some of them not. Um, yeah. Another it, one I wanted to point out, just because we're talking about Deftones, the record was called Ohms. There was a, a band called Ohms put out a, a record this year um, that was uh, close, or close, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, it's, I, I couldn't tell you very much about it other than I ah, listened to that. It was that really, really enjoyed what, whatever that was. Um, it, is it spelled different? Because here's the thing that the internet's going to teach you. If you yeah. uh, look up any variation of ohms, mm. music, band, metal, whatever, you're going to get that Deftones album. <laughs> like, is there, so this people is, are looking for this. Is it This is O double H M S. Okay. Uh, uh, and the record's cut close. Uh, enjoyed that. We'll, I'll probably return to it. But, um, you know, I'll, I also couldn't say, oh, and the best song is... is Flaming Youth. I don't know. I have no idea. I can't remember what this stuff sounds like, but it was. It was like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. Yeah. Um. um I never. Yeah. Uh, the Killer Be Killed album, super group featuring um, Max Cavalera from Sepultura, uh, formerly of Sepultura, Soulfly, whatever other bands he's been in. After that, uh, Troy Sanders from Mastodon. That's right. Uh, Greg Puchowski. 
It's not that, but it's very close <laughs> to that. From uh, Dillinger Escape Plan and the Black Queen, and um, oh, I'm an asshole. Some, someone on drums. From, <laughs> the drummer from Converge. Oh, drummer from Converge. Yeah, um, Ben Kola. Ben Kohler, Yeah, sorry, I spaced your name, Ben. That's that's my bad. Also, that is a pretty fucking strong supergroup. Like your expectations of anything on that have got to be extremely high. <laughs> yeah, and um, it is. Uh, I like that album a lot. Have, did you listen to that? Have, Again, you... not all the way through. A few tracks off it, and the the ones I heard, I I liked. Like what I like about it is, um, you have three dudes who are legit lead vocalist in other bands. Yeah. Like, and so. Um, and they use each, they deploy each of them doing kind of a specific thing. Generally within each song is like, we're going to have, you know, Troy Sanders do like low singing. And then you're going to have like Greg do like higher singing and mm-hmm. all these harmony stuff. And you're going to have Max scream and then Greg will scream sometimes and Troy occasionally will scream as well. So it's like three really engaging vocalists. And there's a lot of like kind of hooky stuff. I thought uh, the single, they have like four or five singles off of that but the the track dream gone bad i think highlights that the best where it's like feels kind of like a mastodon song but then it kind of feels like it you know kind of then it becomes kind of its own thing and then you have max screaming random stuff and it's great yeah <laughs> so. yeah uh they're definitely worth uh some of this stuff like, i wanted to spend more time listening to it but then there were so many records, it turns out, that we wanted to talk about by the, by the end of the year. That I, I like, I give them, give them a spin once. Went ah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so that's my, my heart take. Ah, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, they. Uh, there's definitely. I made notes. I actually like went through. In, I did an intensive cram session of like looking for stuff, and then that careening into other stuff. And uh, I I took a bunch of notes. Um, this it just that like yeah. Um, Another album I think that people have shouted out is uh, an album by Poppy. Yes, um, I again, disagree. I, I didn't, get, didn't get through the whole all of this, but there was I disagree, and uh, there was. The, the I disagree title. more is I think a, <laughs> a different or unreal. I don't know. I listened to I disagree. Um, uh, there's concrete was the other one on there. I like that too. Then that was the yeah. opener. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very silly. I like this record. Um, it's, pro- it's proper really- pop like modern pop like that sort of the kind of pop music that you don't particularly even like not 80s pop not not erasure like normally that's what we mean by pop this this is more like the rihanna kind of pop um well, but like really well sung and then like crazy heavy guitars all over the place yeah it really felt like um when you dig into like japanese pop music like j-pop stuff oh yeah um because they're not afraid to like Again, like baby metal and stuff like that kind of points there is where it'll be like very pop, like incredibly produced pop music with like super heavy guitars or shredding or whatever. So it kind of nods towards that, but it's it's really wild. It's a wild album because it stylistically every song veers all over the place, like as if it's a the soundtrack to a musical, but you don't have the visuals to tell you why things are changing between <laughs> like a doom metal song and then like an orchestrated like piano ballad and then like some sort of like trip hop thing like it'll just be like careening around between those so it's like kind of this uh schizophrenic concrete is probably yeah the track that like super stands out towards the end it settles down a little bit that album but um that's 
a very singular vision. I think that's like it definitely feels a little different than a lot of the stuff we'll talk about later that we're really jazzed about is small wrinkles to genres that we like obviously but yeah in fact there was quite there was, there's a couple i think um that are worth mentioning that, that are not um not groundbreaking there was the uh Jace, jacob banner from converge put out um a death metal record this year with i don't know who's backing bandar um but like not converge and it's, it's yeah. him doing pretty much old school death metal like obituary cannibal corpse type riffs um and if you like the description of that you basically heard the record and you will enjoy it. Like, yeah. uh, it, it doesn't do any more than that, but it does extremely well. Uh, yeah. The cold. It's kind of how I felt about, um, and I really like this record and I, it would probably go on my list if I was making a real list. Um, the band end. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Ever change face. That is, it's kind of metalcore, like metallic kind of hardcore stuff. Like, you know, it's got, that's it's, there's a lot of bands that sort of do what they do. But in does it really well. Like if you yep. like if you're like that kind of like metalcore, like that kind of brand of hardcore, then you'll fucking like this album. If you start a fan of like Kiss It Goodbye or Rorschach or other newer bands that are less <laughs> well, I'm an old dude, obviously. You're you're gonna fucking you're gonna like this and it's gonna gonna hit you right where you want it to. Another one I'll put on that list would be uh, Video Nasties, who are uh, a newer band from Liverpool. Uh, put out a record called uh, Dominion uh, this year, and it's that HM2 entombed, uh, that kind of death metal, that sort of like yeah. Swedish death metal. It's really good. Again, doesn't break any ground. I couldn't say, oh, the standout track, you should definitely listen to Hanging Tree. or whatever. It's it, The whole record's really good all the way through, but it's it's not one of those, oh my God, like every, every, a new line in the sand has been drawn. This is new stuff. No, no, it's just a really good example of that. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And I really enjoyed that record. Yeah. Uh, and there's, uh, yeah, along the same lines, Exhumed, who we gave a shout out to on our grind and death metal um, bracket episode, mm-hmm. uh, put out a split um, with Gruesome. So it's two gore death metal bands and they are, a for forty old school death metal. <laughs> it's like fucking, you know. If you if if you like gore drenched death metal, that's definitely a thing. That's 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 gonna that's gonna be right by you, you know. Uh, one last one last one maybe on this. Uh, Sepultura put out a record this year. Um, mm-hmm. Sepultura put out a bunch of records since, since Max left. Um, I haven't been following them all because uh, you know Max Max left. You know what are you gonna do? Um, but it's good. It's it's got some really good stuff on it. There's a standout track called "The Pentagram," which is um, just a big guitar workout, uh, really cool riffs. Um, so Sepultura, uh, you know, are back slash never went away. So bear bear in mind, Sepultura is still a thing. But again, not you know, it's like hey, more of this. So g- good for yeah. them. Yeah, you know who also put out more of a thing that you you might have realized that they could do is uh, ACDC. Oh who yeah, put out an album called Power Up. Did you listen that, to this? I did listen to this. <laughs> there is, there's a lot that could be, um, there's a lot to talk about. I think with this one. Um, yeah, let's get into this a little bit. I mean, <laughs> so, um, ACDC have been doing the same thing for forty five years now. Is it? Yeah, seventy five. Something like that. Something like that. So you you can't expect much in terms of how different it's going to be because. Like Napalm Death have been going for not quite as long, but relatively almost as long. But they get yeah. to work with a much more, you know, even even just extreme music in general is more. You've got more to play with than just we're gonna play 
rock and roll. <laughs> We're going to play, you know, four chord rock and roll. Uh, and it's going to have innuendos in it. And that's what we're going to do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and ACDC have continued to do that. And the quality seems to go up and down. But I think this is a seems to be quite a high quality ACDC. There's no filler on it. But there's also the highs aren't that high, I think. I Yeah, I thought this was... I'm surprised that people are like, ACDC's back. Like, <laughs> they still got it. Because I, I, I listened for this once through. And there's a couple of times where I, I laughed at it slash with it in the way yeah. that the best ACDC does. <laughs> but most of the time, um, it's, um, it's, it's not great. And also <laughs> there's just some stuff where, I mean, they have a song called rejection. That is a tough look. Like I feel like, um, lyrically, uh, is, that a bit, it's, is that the sort of thing sell one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the one where it's like, you know, you guys got <laughs> clipped pretty hard in the '80s about having Night Prowler and stuff. Like, you think you would like read the room a little bit before you just like throw out rejection? Like, uh, that was that. The whole thing feels really fillerish. Um, oh, I thought, I I thought it was a little stronger than that. Uh, through Through the Mists of Time was pretty good, and the, the <laughs> time the timing on it is slightly different. It doesn't seem to be, the verse doesn't seem to be in four four. Maybe it is. But it's kind of it has a weird shuffle to it. It doesn't sound yeah. like a typical ACDC song. The, and I thought I thought Demon Fire was good. That's actually going to be the next single. That's kind of a you know. That's, what about it's, Money it's Shot? Did you think Money Shot was <laughs> no, good? No, I don't, didn't like that one. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> or uh, Shot in the Dark reopening singles. That's not very good either, to be honest. <laughs> that was the one where I was like, "One, how did they not already have a song called Shot in the Dark?" and I'm, I'm not, not certain that they don't. Like, I think, <laughs> I think if you look at the titles on this, you might come up with more than one ACDC song at the same time. Here's the thing: Shot in the Dark is better than a walk in the park. Yeah, it's better. Fucking get out. Um, they lead really hard on this album. They feel like more than other albums on um, the sort of like thunderstruck tnt kind of backup vocals like i feel like yeah, every song yeah. has that while like back in black like barely has any backup vocal like they just like decided that they're gonna have a ton of backup backup <laughs> vocals which just seems like a weird choice um i, I thought it was nice just to see uh, uh brian johnson back in the band and uh cliff williams back back in the because uh, like that was all supposed to stop um, yeah. like brian johnson was had hearing problems cliff williams said he was he had this emotional youtube video is like uh, Malcolm's not not well. This is before he died, obviously. Uh, Malcolm's not well. I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Fucking packing it in. Um, so it was it was nice to see the the band back together. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of an underwhelming record. Well, um, and they have is it, is Phil Rudd playing drums? Yes. They get Rudd back. Yeah. I I know they wanted to get like the core lineup back um, as a thing, but feel like they could have gotten someone else to play. Like the drums are. <laughs> incredibly lazy even by acdc standards on this one <laughs> like i'm not saying they need to get you know not, not ben Cola. he's in a lot of bands but like, he'd, be, he'd be great on an acdc cover he, he would be great but by the way we'll get to a bunch of covers that happened this year in a, in a minute but the two minutes yeah. to two minutes to late night um yeah so acdc i i can't say i i'm not saying i'm let down by it because i had no expectations for like anyone who comes in with like sort of <laughs> expectations on an acdc album in the 
two thousands is yeah, fair. That's, that's tough. <laughs> like, right? like, I think my standards uh, are so low that every time they do something that's not completely awful, um, and you know, in the modern times, I'm like, oh, it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's a rock and yeah. roll train like coming down the track. I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at that. It's not a single entendre. <laughs> like, great, <laughs> good stuff. Um, oh, he's not a bat train. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we talk about the covers the the uh, the two minutes yeah, two minutes late night covers because covers. Um, that that's been something that's been kind of cheering me up throughout the year um what i, I don't know which one stood out for for you but i really liked um riff raff with um neil fallon <laughs> doing the vocals on that um uh, there was a white zombie song i forget which one it might be supercharger heaven it was with, supercharger uh, heaven lisa mungo from well from fucked and bad but you know from he was ox is good but yeah. but, but the real heads uh, yeah, that was also come, also uh, come on the podcast if you're. If you're <laughs> <laughs> we will talk to you about your bands. Um, yeah, the Supercharger Heaven one's great. Um, the uh, Warrior by Scandal cover oh, is really good. I, I, there were so many that I didn't hear all of them. Um, the co- it's kind of the most played out Kate Bush song, but they did a a, a Kate Bush cover of the like running up the hill or oh, nice. whatever. I think that's the name of that song. <laughs> Uh, their cover that's really good. It's got a, uh, uh, Bill Kohler. No, what's that his name? Ben Kohler. No, uh, no, the oh. dude from uh, the guitar player from Mastodon. Bill. Oh. Bill Kelleher. There you go. Oh, okay. Uh, it has him playing guitar. It has ridiculous amounts of harmonized leads. It's it's a good thing. I got the um. They were selling them on Bandcamp, but like compilations of them. Uh, but mm. they were only available for twenty four hours, and I, I didn't realize this. And by the end of the year, I was like, I should buy those. And I was only able to buy the last one. But the last one, the final one, or the sixth one, final one at camera recording, uh, has the cover of uh, Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox. And it's fucking brilliant. Like, it's it's joyful to listen to. I don't know. I don't think the original is a duet. This is a duet. And it is, it is absolutely superb. Yeah, they, um, those dudes, like, the, the two minutes to late night, like, that team really knows how to put that shit together and it's yeah. they really spearheaded the the all-star cover thing to try to get like musicians paid i see i've seen more of those not affiliated with them pop up after they started doing it yeah. i feel like they started doing it almost immediately and then you start seeing like other people being like it's like oh allison chains would by all these people and i'll be like wait is that a thing and it's like a random <laughs> no. unaffiliated um yeah those are great and I, for a while, that was that was an exciting thing to just kind of like see when they drop something. Like, yeah. like what do you got? You know. Um, I think before we get into absolutely stunning stuff that completely blew us away, um, what what did, did you find anything sort of disappointing this year? Did you have any high expectations that weren't met? Um, I don't know that I had high expectations at this point, but um, as state, if you've listened to other podcasts, you know that Pick Destroyer is one of my favorite bands of all time. They put out a uh, release this year called the uh, Octagonal Staircase, mm. <laughs> and um, it's not super great. It has In the part- sound though, doesn't it? It has the, the Pig Destroyer sound still there. Yeah, it, well, and it's it's weird because it's six songs, and the first three songs are actually like pretty good late era pig destroyer stuff you know they're they're not the straight up grindcore there's blast beats but you know the songs are three to four minutes and kind of you know lean towards death metal or other kind of stuff but they're better those than are, better than head cage right would you say those the, the 
the first year on that because Headcage was kind of a disappointment as well. Yeah, it? yeah, and so it, you know, it's those are fine. It's a little off kilter. There's some experimental stuff they've really liked. They have, you know, they've had a dude who makes weird noises live mm. for a while, and it seems like the hype man. they have they had him turned up in this. So that's fine. But then the back half of this album, I don't know if you've listened to this. The back half of it is uh, experimental, like, <laughs> noise with dudes just spouting poetry or, like, mumbling over top of it. And one of the tracks is, like, 11 minutes long of that. Oh, like, the one with, like... one with Igor Cavalera from, from Sepultura on yeah. it somewhere. Are there even drums on that track? It sounds <laughs> like they're basically, the, it sounds like the wind. <laughs> it sounds like lost field recordings. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it, very extreme. <laughs> that is like, like I would be super into it if it was a different band. If that, yeah. if they put that out as a, like Scott Hall put that out as like a different band, I would be like, this isn't for me. But whatever, he's trying something. It's experiment. Yeah. You know, he's experimental. It's a soundscape or whatever. Like you know, it's produced within an inch of its life. So there's a thing. But you know, it's well, Pixar exactly. are though. They're they're not a raw sounding band in that in that sense. They're yeah. a very perfect grindcore band you know yeah but um but it's not really what you want out of pig destroyer i don't yeah. I, or it's not what i want out of pig destroyer i'll say that pig destroyer can be whatever they want it to be but and, and they, they do all sorts of stuff they, like natasha and red tar yeah. and all that nonsense that, that to, i didn't think worked very well either. <laughs> but, but they still do a yeah. bunch of stuff they do a bunch of stuff and if i guess if i just it just felt pretty unformed and i think 11 minutes for that last kind of experiment like is too long for me so i i was pretty disappointed in that um like i, I d- disappointing is not really the word i want to use but i i listened to the new old tower people who um people who've been fans of this podcast since uh day four or whatever i can't remember which episode it was no, the, no, the episode we, where we did dungeon synth <laughs> yeah we we discovered dungeon synth together uh <laughs> and uh had an opening segment about it and uh old tower i think we're referenced because they're kind of one of the og like dungeon synth <laughs> uh people um he put out um i think it's just one dude put out a uh an album called plague harvest it's two like 14 minute long tracks that are mostly ominous synth chords and creaking wood sounds or people walking through a field sounds with some like synth chords behind it and it's you know the on band camp a lot of people like it's so immersive and atmospheric and i was like yeah but you also it's that thing where you're waiting for something to happen Mm. while you're listening to it because you know i can't watch the dude walk through the fields like it's this this is a radio play so i'm waiting for something to happen and nothing happens. I, the whole half an hour of creaking wood, synth wind sounds, some ominous chords. Every once in a while, there's like a church bell. <laughs> I, I, again, I don't know if I could be disappointed because I had no expectations, but I was also at the end of it, I was like, that was a half an hour of my time. That was like, <laughs> I did a full half an hour. <laughs> That's a shame because Dungeon is is a really dumb genre. Um, like, And we'd like Grindcore, but... Dungeons that's really fucking dumb. Uh, but it's also kind of fun. There's, there's something like, you, you can just imagine, I don't know, about walking through a, like a, a fucking scary cornfield or anything, but I'm even normally imagining playing an 8-bit video game too. Like, yeah. you've got to defeat those ghouls. You've got to defeat those ghosts. Um, <laughs> so, there's usually that. Um, so yeah, it, it's a shame that um, 
one of the you know representation one of the main players in this genre is putting out disappointing experimental stuff i guess or it's just, i guess maybe yeah i i guess maybe i wanted yeah dragon warrior soundtrack and he's like no this is a fucking this is an immersive experience where you need to be drinking fucking mead and closing <laughs> your eyes and imagining walking through um plague trimmed landscapes or whatever i don't know it was it was a weird look for me what about you what what didn't what didn't hit the mark i had a few just because uh, there's a few a few of my favorite bands put stuff stuff out this year um clutch who i I adore beyond beyond all reason and measure um they put a collection of stuff together uh it's all right it's okay it's a re-recordings of the of uh of stuff they've already done um like the stuff of the first record stuff of various records they've done uh and some covers including um uh Fortunate Son by CCR, which nah, I mean, it sounds like Fortunate Son. <laughs> like they they nail it, sadly. They, <laughs> um, but and it's got like um, Passive Restraint, which is a, a good song, and it has Randy from Lamb of God singing uh, singing with him, or so with with Neil on it. Which yeah. It's all right, but it, I don't know. It it has that sort of slightly live sound, but a bit thin because it's that mixture of like we just recorded this raw. It's like, well, do it again. <laughs> put some more track, put some more guitars on it. <laughs> like, well, that so kind of thing. Because there... records sound really it... fucking thick and live. You have your lair live and it's really exciting. And when when a band does like live studio, it can sound a little under underdone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there like was that was it like hyped as a like a live album or no? It's just is there it, is a, it's is stuff it... they've been putting out for the last year and a half, maybe two years, called the Weathermaker Sessions, and it's just th- them doing stuff. I think. I think again because of lockdown that they're, they're, they've been doing like do it, little, yeah. little live streams of their own shows stuff like that re- recording but the, the the standard of the recording isn't isn't high enough for me yeah well and that's also like always a dangerous game to revisit like to re-record past stuff mm. like yeah not in a live like band context I can think of like it's a pop punk band from Canada called Chicks Dig It oh yeah yeah and they they put out their first album they it was just called Chicks Dig It, and they put it out. And I think for contractual reasons, I I don't think I think it was on a record label, and it it went out of print. And they it seems like maybe they couldn't get the rights to put it back out, so they just re-recorded the whole record. And so there's like Chicks Dig It Two, is like the same record, but it's like re-recorded, and it's significantly not as good. Like mm. even though it's the exact same songs, kind of played exactly the same way, but the production and the vibe of it just doesn't isn't as cool as the original and so even though again it's the same people recording the same stuff so it's like always a dangerous game i think to like if you're especially if you're used to one studio version and they're like here's another version and you're like yeah mm." Uh, well uh, and this sadly is what therapy one of my favorite bands did this year with uh, their greatest hits recorded live at abbey road uh and it's it's how they will play everything live and i think it's just one guitar track you know, not not doubled up vocals and stuff like that. So uh, all the stuff from their um, earlier poppier records sounds a bit thin and raw instead of yeah. like produced and, and huge. Um, and you get the you get a bit of energy to it, but it's not it's not as good as the, as the originals. <laughs> Uh, there's a re- best thing is a re-recording of um, "Die Laughing" with uh, one of the guys from the Manic Street Preachers playing guitar and singing on it. That's pretty good. Uh, but other than that, it's a bit oh, why 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 bother? <laughs> Why'd you do this? So. Yeah, um, and the, the last one I had that was that was a little underwhelming was Paradise Lost. Um, that, oh, your boys! Yeah, <laughs> like 
loads and loads of great records from them and then uh, this year a new one came out I think it was in, in the spring and I didn't have a chance to listen to it when it came out because we were working on some some podcast stuff and I had to keep playing all this I had to keep listening to the Scorpions and and, and forming an opinion on them and I was like I've got to, I've got to put 45 minutes aside and just listen to that record all the way through couldn't do it and I was like oh, let's, just, let's just wait wait until fall because you know they're a fucking spooky doomy death metal band I go outside walk around Green Lake or something listen to that that'd be great and so my expectations were way high at this point. I'd been hyped yeah. to death as well. I got great reviews. And then I put it on. It was like, eh, it's fine. Like, it's, it's all right. It's pretty good. The main single off it, Ghost, is great. And they sound a bit like typo negative. Uh, but the whole record did, just didn't really, or hasn't, hasn't landed for me yet. I'm going to keep playing it because, I, you know, I love them to death. I know there's something in there for me. I'm just going to have to squeeze it out. You know? Yeah. Well, speaking of that then, so let, why don't we talk about those albums that we, that hit us and we you know it it was immediate like mm, we know yeah. they're fucking good like let's let's talk <laughs> about the good shit uh yeah let's let's have let's you go first i feel i've been i've been complaining for a while now <laughs> um okay like um see i i don't know if i want to like go all out like immediately um on because i think there's there's two there's two albums that we'll probably talk about a bunch because they're really 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 fucking good um <laughs> And so I'm going to maybe work up to those. Um, I'm going to talk about the Hidden Mothers EP. Oh, God, that's fantastic, isn't it? It's fucking really good. <laughs> um, it's it's such a weird mix of of kind of shoegaze and black metal. And there's some like 90s emo kind of mm-hmm. in there, too. And uh, it's free songs that are a marginal length like so it's not super long it's no. really digestible and it's, it's just four, four minutes really song good hmm? about songs are about four minutes long i think yeah um i ordered i actually ordered i like this so much that i ordered they have a a vinyl version that's just one-sided it's one side of a 12 inch um <laughs> and i ordered it um nice it's but it's coming from the uk so it's gonna i'll i'll talk about I'll show you what that looks like in like eight months. Because <laughs> like, um, I was really wash all was, the plague off it when it arrives. Yeah, because I was really taken with this, and I think uh, my own worth, which is like the second song on mm-hmm. it, I think is kind of the standout track. But all three are good. It kind of washes over you. It's fucking. It's nice. It's uh, they have one nice. other song on Spotify as well, but possibly on Bandcamp as well. That's equally as good, I think. Um, but and this is their their first thing. I can't wait to hear an album from them. I think this is going to be. Yeah, <laughs> this is, yeah, this this is, is great. Is, yeah, this is. It's got. It's one of. There's a couple of bands actually that I listen to that have this where the guitars are. They're not like typical, super typical, like heavy guitars. Like they're like kind of fuzzy and trebly and mm. like feel weightless, but they're perfect for the song. It's like that you know once you to get past that because some of the things that we're going to talk about later on in this list i think or this podcast are crushingly heavy like traditionally fucking heavy and yeah, this yeah. hidden mothers isn't it has riffs though like it breaks down yeah. like well, it goes into the, it's like hyper fast and then it'll do one of my favorite things is that the black metal super fast blast beat and then goes into a rock beat and the rock beat has riffs under it they do that so that yeah, yeah so well. So, yeah, Hidden Mother, this is one that you turned me on to. I don't yeah. know where you, uh, you got Riot, it. But... Riot Act Podcast was, is, is where, where I got that from. They're, they're, they're really good. They came up with several end-of-year uh, nonsense things, some of which overlap with what, we, with, uh, what we've been saying. But... Yeah, so sh- shout out to Hidden Mothers. What, do you have one that you want to talk about? Um, another one that was any good uh, is uh, 
the EP, EP slash album, mini album. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Drugs by Sugar Horse, uh, which again, very a, a mixture of, of, of genres. This seems to be the, the best music from that we, we're going to cover in 2020 seems to be not traditionally like, well, ACDC do this and, you know, uh, you know, Umbra Verte do, do exactly this. These guys seem to do doomy death metal and emo and in really intense indie rock. Um, yeah, like big black. Like there's times when I got some kind of big black vibes. They don't have drum machines and shit, but like one, the guitars are kind of in that like kind of buzzsaw kind of thing. Mm. But also just kind of the the sometimes they lock into kind of a riff and yeah. play it for a while and it kind of feels like big black or some kind of post punky kind of shit. But also within again, yeah, like a black metal, death metal kind of context. Sometimes it's fucking really cool. It's crazy experimental. It has uh, songs will just stop. The guy will talk with no reverb on the vocals. It sounds like there's something wrong with your headphones when you're listening to it. Uh, there'll be another part where, where it'll stop. The the drums will go really quiet and play a few measures of of, of some drum beat. Then a choir will come in. Yeah, you that don't one... know what's happening on this record. It's, which one is that? Is that the rain, that's the very, the very song? that's the very first song on there? Um, <laughs> is like six minutes long, and the song stops at three minutes, or like with three minutes left. And I'm like, wait, this is like it like dead stop, and then a fucking choir came in, and it just like built back up, and I was like, man, this is an apt album title. Like this does feel this is like this is like a fucking like you're on drugs, like it's like a fucking experience. Um, yeah, I I was really taken with this. Yeah, it's a goodie. Uh, that um, needs needs more plays to really get me get me to properly absorb it. But yeah, there's there's, yeah. there's some stuff going on there. Uh, um, Richard Branson in the sky with diamonds is probably the track that that um, and that was the one the best that you name, put. Obviously. That's the one you put on a playlist. Um, and even going kind of back through and listening to that one, uh, because that's got the blast beats and stuff in it too. It's fucking cool. Uh, yeah, that, that that was a goodie. Um, um Anel Nathrak uh, put out a record. Oh yeah, it's just pretty tremendous. Um, in dark, in dark and mint, not a word, but I don't think <laughs> maybe it is. You know what? I'm not a spelling bee champion, but like in dark and mint, this is fucking this is cool. Yes, it's. Um, I mean, I was gonna say that this. It's not gonna you know win any prizes for breaking breaking genre uh, boundaries, but maybe it is because it's. Uh, it's loads of blast beats, but it has an industrial kind of feel to it sometimes. Um, I, the, the drums sound like they're programmed. Uh, it mm-hmm. might be a real drummer using triggers. It might be a real, just real genius drummer. No disrespect to Anel Nathrak. But it, it sounds hyper, uh, like Pig Destroyer-esque, you know, like super produced, like locked in. Uh, it sounds great. I was really surprised that, what's what's the what's the hit on there? Not not libidinous, a cock with a, with a pig with cock in its eyes. What's the one on there? The one you uh, feeding the death machine. Feeding the death one? machine, man. It starts and it's like, oh, this is Swedish death metal. This is this sounds like out the gates. <laughs> like it's joyful. I, I I really like it. Yeah, they do this thing. So an all in the frock. I've I've been on these guys for a while. Um, they put out early two thousands. They put out a their first album, the Codex Necro, which was like the extreme parts that you hear of this, like the kind of death metal, black metal, and industrial stuff was mm. all in there. The wrinkle that they've added over time is every once in a while just wanting to be a fucking power metal band <laughs> and adding really triumphant guitars and vocal melodies yes. to like their like nihilism shit that they do. Yes. And the best songs on here totally have that. Like some of their songs, like 
One, I thought King Diamond might have guessed it on a couple of tracks, and it's just that guy. That guy's just doing King Diamond falsettos, like, in the background and fucking stuff. It's great. It's fucking really good. Like, um, so, yeah, and Dark and Mint by uh, Nolander Frock, really good. Uh, what was the, the, the track that you, you mentioned? You're going to have to bleep probably some of the words in that for our I sensitive viewers. But Libidinous, a pig with cocks in its eyes which i think is the album cover which is horrible (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is weird because those are the instincts that are uh preventing them from breaking through to a wider (laughs) audience because a lot of people would really like this and then they're like yeah but what if what about this album cover and you're like well you know um so yeah maybe not (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they're worth (laughs) worth following up on i think um, um, speaking of a of a band, um, or actually two bands that have formed together to put out an album that um, melds black metal with some real like triumphant like power metally kind of shit, uh, I want to talk about Spectral Lore and uh, Mar Cognium's uh, Wanderers colon Astrology of the Nines. This is a co-produced black metal um, concept album that's like three LPs because every song is like fifteen minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it's like real at when you first listen to it it starts out it's real like classic true cult atmospheric like black metal the vocals the dr- the drums the murky guitars yeah no, nothing and, special good but nothing special right and then and then suddenly there's they, they start putting like spacey ass guitars and triumphant sort of like power metally kind of riffs over top of that and it's really cool now you know, it's it's got the space theme because each of the songs are about a planet moving from the sun to Pluto. Um, Pluto gets two. It gets two songs, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for Pluto. It was downgraded from being a planet. They're like, fuck it, two songs. <laughs> um, so this is really cool. Now, this isn't as produced as some of the other things we were talking about and definitely the stuff that we're going to talk about in the future because this still feels very culty mm. when it comes to, like, the production, but the wrinkles of how, instead of minor chords, how major a lot of the stuff sounds, how, like, there's harmonized leads, and there's, like, um, there's two different bands kind of working together. One of the bands, I think Spectral Lore is much more classic goblin vocals, and um, the other one has more of a, a, a throatier range to it. It's less of a high croak with lots of reverb, but I think this is really cool. This is an al- album that's very long and kind of wash over you and kind of hypnotize mm-hmm. you if you let it. So I think this is a, you know one I wanted to f- toss out of the list. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. I listened to it once, but it was a uh, you know it was a fun experience. Um, it's long though. It's a it's, it's a it's, it's a lot to to take. So. There's a crazy free twelve inch vinyl LP version of it that's in a gatefold. That's a beautiful artwork, like and it has like fold out astronomy charts and shit, and it's really good. Um, I'd throw out uh, Mars uh, brackets the warrior as maybe a key track. It's one of the shorter uh, tracks, so I think it's only like nine minutes long, and uh, it gets in there. Uh, so that's a goodie. Um, I don't know. What's next? Do you have what, what do you want to toss out? Um, I can't think. I don't have any like whole albums that were that were uh, amazing. There was definitely some some um, standout tracks on a few things. There was uh, Foxjaw. Um, did did a very strange record called The Royal Swan. Um, I don't like all of it, but there's a song called Teething, which I really do like. Um, 
I was digging on uh, there's a band called Record Setter. Um, there's an, they put out an album this year called I Owe You Nothing that is real. Uh, it's not metal. I wouldn't call it metal, but it's sort of real 90s emo, screamo-y mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like if the Get Up Kids had more shouting in it. Um, all the songs are like two minutes, which is very refreshing because the thing that I discovered uh, this year is a lot of the albums that I like have like 10 minute plus songs, Yeah, which is cool but it's also like a lot to put in so to have like an album that's like all two minute songs that run together and it's like in and out in like a half an hour or whatever is really enjoyable for uh, the track someplace is something for people to start um i also dug it's a little um slightly uneven but i still think a compelling kind of batch of sad ass down tempo songs is the blunt razors album early aught um which yes. is two of the guys from Planes Mistaken from Stars. It is real, like, low, like, kind of clean guitars, like, slowest drum beat you've ever heard, kind of melancholy vocals. Um, yeah, yeah. full, full fans a- of Sparkle Horse, I think. that's It's, it's really down and stripped. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good. little samey is, the I think, the one dig that I would have on it, but... The, the high points on it are pretty high, and I think like something like Under Ice, which is the last song, kind of points towards a little, like, it where they could go in the future if they keep this one up. Um, Amber Waves is probably my favorite song off of that, I, I, uh, but that's one that's definitely worth checking out. I liked Speeding. I thought Speeding had a nice, uh, mm-hmm. a nice refrain to it. But, yeah, uh, that, that good. one's also good. It, it's good. It's, it's definitely good. Um, do you want to talk about... The two albums, I think that oh, let's, let's let's do a couple more things before we get to that. The okay. um, portrayal of guilt, uh, the the yeah. end of man will bring peace to the something. Uh, to P- Priest's Earth off of the uh, the portrayal of guilt, uh, slow uh, slow pistol fire split seven inch, which yeah. I own. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, that's a great song. The my only criticism, it fades out. It's it just gets going and then it then it fades out. <laughs> yeah, in. So this is a great song. I didn't I didn't put this on the I I think the album that they're going to put out in January of 2021 may end up be, staying on the list or being noteworthy and they put out the single from that or the two songs they put out as a single are really really good, but I don't want to count those as 2020 songs. <laughs> um Portrayal of Guilt is great. Um it's it, it like bridges the gap between the kind of like screamo hardcore of the early 2000s like orchid and like black metal and it's like it's really good like i'm really taken with them i just i recently discovered them even though they're like incredibly prolific and seem like they put out at least an album every year they're like <laughs> keeping it going those guys are fucking super great uh one more before we get to uh before we get to two amazing records um venom prism primeval um mm-hmm. really 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 good stuff uh, it was actually a re-recording of, I think, their first EP and then two new songs. And I was disappointed by the EP that Carcass put out this year because I, I've loved Surgical Steel and then this one was just felt a bit it's not quite there. Although they've reassured me by saying, this is the stuff that did not make the grade for our next <laughs> our next album, but we put it out anyway. Carcass are weird. Anyway, Venom Prison, definitely picking up the slack of like, this is what Carcass should sound like. <laughs> they have a, that particular kind of death metal that's uh, slightly melodic, really, really good riffs. Um, Larissa is a better singer than Jeff Walker though she she fucking gets it done she's an amazing <laughs> vocalist um, so yeah the, the new Venom Prison ones are worth checking yeah, out as well that, that one is great yeah um, okay I'm going to start us off with I think 
the first of the two kind of consensus to me kind of favorite albums that I that I listen to in this little thing. And I'm going to go with Wake. The band was called Wake. The album uh, Devour, Devouring Ruin. They also put out a single or an EP after this, but we'll just talk about <laughs> Devouring Ruin. Um, this is a man. This is an incredible album of like kind of really brutal kind of grind black metal mm-hmm. death metal. They do a lot of different things within being fucking heavy all the time. It's all the metal kind of shit that you would want at all times, <laughs> like yeah. inside the same album. Uh, what did you What did you take of this? It's, like, it, what, this is good. I think I listened to it a couple of times, so I don't really have like a like a fully baked opinion on it, but. I, really good it's one of those records that again it sounds great it has everything's just dialed in perfectly it sounds sounds amazing it's nice and short 45 minutes the whole thing um and yeah it has some some standout stuff like torchbearer this huge huge long epic uh that's my favorite song on there like that is like you know uh at first it's sort of what i was like i think i sent you a song that was like one of the shorter ones on there but like yeah torchbearer is like 11 or 10 11 (laughs) minutes long and it's uh it takes you for moods. They do this thing that I love, which is sort of black metalish, but a lot of their riffs are like really like arpeggiated chordal kind of stuff, but heavy distortion. And it's just like, it has this kind of menacing vibe to it that I think like is missing from a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. Production's great. I think it's as a collection of songs, it's great. And like I said, it just is brutal. It just fucking grinds. Uh, yeah. I've never heard anything by these guys before. It looks like they have a, a bit of a history of, uh, they got, they got they got some records going back to well uh, <laughs> Spotify says 20, 2018, so they're not they're not that old. Um, uh, yeah, it might be a little earlier than that. I saw that they actually this is they put out a uh, a split years ago with uh, Furies, which is like a local oh like, yeah Seattle, like yeah. grind band. So like and they're they're also like pretty rad. So I'm gonna track that one down um, in a physical format to <laughs> be on Vinyl Island. Um, so, Wake is really good, and Wake will get you where you want to go if you want to listen to some brutal shit. If you want to listen to some next-level stuff, like something that's really going to take you on a fucking journey. Yeah, this came out of nowhere. Uh, I didn't, uh, you know, I, li- I listened to a podcast that, t- that tells me what records get released in alternative music space and stuff like that, and this just this just showed up on Bandcamp's list of t- best metal records of the year. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's, called, it's by a band called uh, Wayfarer. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's called a romance with violence. A romance with violence, and the it, it looks like the, the the front cover of the record is all like old westy. It's got like a train and that like all the fonts very kind of um, you know it looks like it might be some sort of spooky southern gothic uh, country record kind of thing. Uh, but it's it's black metal, but it has that that feel to it, or, or that that sort of it's black metal yeah. with that injected into it somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's trying to invoke the idea of the old west or like um everyone's throwing out Cormac McCarthy, I think, as a th- as a thing of this that's like what, that's what I keep saying, yeah. Shit. Um <laughs> like but it is like seems like a concept album. I don't know what the lyrics are. I have not gone that deep in this yet, but like um it it, it seems to be like trying to tell the story of that. All the all the ti- song titles are just like shit about gunslingers and stuff yeah, fire and gold also it's 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 seven songs but it's really only five songs because two of them are sort of one of the, the curtain pulls back is this sort of old-timey slightly out of tune western sort of bar piano thing just playing it playing an intro 
Yeah. And then it slams into this two part sort of so sixteen minute black metal song with with some of the with some of the same sort of themes in there somewhere. I'm not quite sure how exactly yeah. but it's not it's not straight black metal. I like yeah. this for the same reason I like Death Heaven. Like it's it's black metal, but it's not true cult because true cult can be, get a bit boring. Like if you listen yeah. to Transylvania Hunger or whatever, it becomes a little bit wearing. This is more like, yeah, we'll use that and some other stuff and build an amazing thing. And yeah, really, it's got if, it's got clean singing. It is parts right. that have almost like acoustic guitars or really clean guitars that almost invoke kind of and obviously they want to hint at uh Ennio Marcone, Sergio Leone kind of soundtrack yeah, of stuff within this. Yeah. The last song, Vaudeville, yeah, is like a super epic and <laughs> takes you through so many moods and um it's just great. It just they have enough wrinkles outside of just blast beats, kind of black metal like riffage to like make it just this is really intriguing and also just like really fully realized like vision like they had a vision for like the thing that was beyond what if it's black metal but the old west it's like there's definitely a, they're really getting into the music of like how to like evoke that feeling it's like yes they've, pretty, they've done uh, that remarkable. but they've done more than just you know what what if <laughs> yeah yeah they did just put like surf guitar over it and call it a day like there is definitely like this feels labored over and the production's really good without being the most polished, but it, mm. it there's like a lot of like little details and inc- uh, sort of intricate things that they do throughout the songs where it feels like they put, you know, synths or like, like bells or shit into like the stuff to like uh, kind of evoke that feeling. I haven't checked out, they have other albums. This mm. is not their first album. I have not checked out any of those albums. No, uh, I'm, I'm, have, have I'm you, going to though because they, they... I mean, they all look they all look similar, sort of like they're, they're like they're going to have concepts to them. Um, yeah, this this band seemed to come out of nowhere. Uh, obviously, they didn't. They've been around for at least at least six or seven years. Um, but I, I'd heard nothing about them at all, yeah. and then you know, then this thing just explodes on, on, into my life, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one where some sometimes again, like we, we've talked about a lot of albums that have long ass songs. This feels like. Everything feels like complete. Like this feels like a complete thought that kind of any and and is an album I think that you would want to clear the time out to listen to start to finish. Like yeah. some of these things that are longer, it would be better to do that probably, but you wouldn't. It's not like required that it's like oh I got to listen to the Wanderers, you know, the Astrology of the Nine, like all fucking hour plus of that. <laughs> like at you know, it's like you you could probably you know break it up. This feels like I think you would want to too because it just it flows really well. It's very well sequenced. Yeah, I, yeah. this I keep putting shuffle on 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 uh, on various playlists and stuff on this keeps coming up and I have to skip it because I'm like no no I want it in context. I want the whole record, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is uh, yeah this is this is definitely like I really like that Wake album because I feel like it is while it has a lot of facets, it's single minded and being like as brutal and heavy yeah. as it can be. But Wayfarer is much more of like, it has that, but it has all this other stuff. And I feel like they've really, like, again, it's just like really thoughtfully and artfully composed as a whole thing. Um, yeah. So it's definitely something I'm going to like rock like in the future. And I want to check out other shit they've done. Cause like, I, yeah, I'd never heard of this band and you're, you, you turned me on to them. You're just like, check this out. Again. Yeah. Like, this is uh again, 
people making lists is extremely helpful <laughs> because you're like yeah here's some shit that you missed because all year like i've just been like eh, well new paradise lost and carcass putting out some stuff now and again but i've not all this stuff's been going on and and it's only at the end of the year when someone else goes yeah here's the best stuff that happened this year that, yeah that you find out about it so I'd, I'd like in 2021 to be a little bit more on it <laughs> i'd love it if you know and it's really hard because a lot of stuff that comes out is not that great and then you know there's presumably the stuff we talked about like maybe a p- less than a percent of just the metal albums that were released this year uh and and this has been the best stuff a lot of it's yeah. no good or not doesn't quite make the grade or whatever so you'd have to wander through a lot of shit in order to get to get gold like this or you can just wait to the end of the year and someone can tell you, you know? yeah but, uh, it would be nice to go through 2021 and be like all right we're halfway through or we're, we're at the end of february what have we got so far what's, what's been any good yeah. yeah, I think we just need to like start a Spotify playlist that we dump things into <laughs> as we discover them, and yeah, just try to make an effort to do it. Because much like you, like a, like you said, like other than uh, portrayal of guilt, mm-hmm. which I was that one, I was on because I discovered it. I, I was looking for screamo. I wanted to see if there was any screamo bands that were rad, and I stumbled upon them. Other than that, all the stuff that I'm talking about that I dug was based off of lists or playlist or conversations that we had leading up yeah. to this because i had this idea to do <laughs> that's a podcast um so the podcast is really making me work harder um i think it's it's funny because i think um you know invisible oranges and other websites put out almost weekly like lists of things that have come out you know <laughs> that, are, that are coming out and it's yeah i think we just we should work harder and try to yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's fun doing these retrospective of like uh, we'll talk about um, various record. We'll talk about Marilyn Manson in some date, in some depth. <laughs> a few weeks from now, it's going to be fun. But uh, it's not like the new Marilyn Manson. It's like a Marilyn Manson for twenty, like album for twenty years yeah. ago or whatever. Like, <laughs> to be fair, this Wayfarer record isn't funny. Like, uh, maybe twenty years from now, be like, ah, oh, do you remember that record where they pretended to be fucking like. <laughs> where they saw tombstone and was like got it <laughs> like, but yeah yeah like uh yeah i mean that's the everything uh, uh peeking behind the curtain for all you people like part of our considerations for this is also is it can we make jokes there's oh, yeah. a lot of albums we could do uh track by track reviews and it would just be like a never good song <laughs> that's the most engaging content to be like i also like this one Um, yeah that's not going to be terribly exciting if we both just (laughs) sit down with i don't know a bloodbath record and go yeah they're really good at making this fucking hm2 noise aren't they (laughs) (laughs) but you also don't want it to be all bad as we discovered with the uh the mortal Kombat soundtrack Mm. um podcast that may never see the light of day because uh i think that one we're just like oh it's never garbage cat like, this one also sucks <laughs> like, when, when picking stuff to review uh you need a balance between good and bad to get the funny you know yeah that's why the judgment night soundtrack is absolutely perfect <laughs> yeah like yeah uh last action hero i feel like we got a lot of good stuff out of that one this you know you want some stuff you could recommend and some stuff you can make fun of. Yeah, um, I need to look at see see what the track list for Bill and Ted Three is because that, that might be any good. There might be some meat yeah. on that bone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Is, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to highlight, talk about, or do you think that was a good overview of 2020 as a? Yeah, I, I, I think um, I'm surprised at how much good stuff there was in, in, in 2020 looking back. It has been, um, I mean, I tried to do this at the end of 
of most years and uh, 2018 was great that had, had a lot of um a lot of really good stuff uh, like skeleton mm-hmm. witch and uh, death heaven both had amazing records that year um and th- this year i thought wasn't going to be as good because that my you know my reliable guys had put out records that were okay instead of mm-hmm. mind-blowing uh, but fortunately, the slack was taken up by a load of other bands <laughs> that yeah, put totally. incredible records. You just have to dig for it, which is, um, as you get older, something that you don't invest as much time doing. And I think uh, in order to to stay young and to keep on top of this stuff, I think it's going to benefit both of us to continue to try to stay on top of, uh, totally. of the best releases. Cause it, and it's, it's genuinely fun and amazing when you come up with something that's like, oh my God, this is like music is still being made and it's still as exciting as it was when i was 14 hearing fucking iron maiden or whatever like this is you know it's still that level of like fucking hell this is great you know yeah i mean certainly i slogged through some albums when i was doing this where i was just like i i didn't shit on them but there's i i definitely have notes of like uh i don't know (laughs) but uh yeah like certainly wake and and wayfarer and and uh record center and bands like that that i had never heard of like literally like they could have been anyone They they might have even put out a uh, top list of 2020 releases on websites that i ignored like <laughs> you know? um yeah so that's it is cool to be surprised and also to be like oh yeah like good stuff we i mean obviously as a podcast we're very uh past centric most of our <laughs> things oh, that we talk well, about we, we like the 90s <laughs> Back when our knees worked properly. <laughs> no shit. Um, so yeah, it's cool. I think I, I think I am. I'm fired up at least right now. Not enough to make like a New Year's resolution because I don't really believe in this. But uh, yeah, I should fucking stop crate digging and I think, I think <laughs> as my only means of finding Maybe music. just cut down a little bit. And I, it's gonna take some work. There's, there's things like Code Orange and uh, Palm Reader, and there's, there's newer bands like that. And for some reason they're not clicking with me, and I'm wondering if mm-hmm. there's if there's like like Code Orange seems to be like oh that's the band now that's their their in 1991 their Metallica you know their machine at their the, whatever it is that that were the shit coming through like Code Orange seems to be the, the one that they've broken through a lot of a lot of people's mm-hmm. top ten lists, and for some reason I, it just doesn't click with me and it makes me feel really old and out of touch. <laughs> so that, uh, I'm I'm gonna give them a, a few more spins before I admit defeat, but. I don't want to be yeah. one of those guys, like those thrash guys that were like, well, groove metal sucks. Well, I mean, that might actually be right in that case. But, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I don't want one of those. No, you'll, you'll have metal that sounds like this and it, and it won't sound any other way. How dare you use electronics on it? You know, yeah, you kids totally. get off my lawn. I don't want to be like that. Uh, no, but fucking no, totally. Code Orange are making me feel like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm okay with not liking the stuff that other people <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just concerned I'm missing something, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay. That's it. Uh, yeah. 2020s in the books. Um, we're going to continue making podcasts. Well, do you know what the next podcast is going to be about? Next one, uh, episode 43, is the um, uh, Bad Reputation or Just Bad, where we take uh, uh, Kisses, Music from the Elder, St. Anger by Metallica, Risk by Megadeth, and uh, the Iron Maiden album, Virtual, Virtual 11. And, it is Virtual we, 11. We go through those and decide whether or not they're actually bad or just have a shit reputation. That's, that's a fun one. I, I enjoyed recording that. Yeah, that, <laughs> There's, there's some good surprises one. in there. There is. Yeah, yeah it, it takes you for a journey. Also, I like that we've just spent um, a lot of time praising uh, current music, and we're like, "What's the next one about?" 
uh, a Kiss it's... album from like 1980. <laughs> like, <okay>. Some some ninety <laughs> shit that people didn't like. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, just on brand for us. <laughs> Peace.